everyone. Welcome to the Charvak podcast. This is Kushal Mehra. All right. So before we start the monologue of the day, I want to begin by giving a shout out to each and every member who has recently joined the Charvak podcast YouTube channel. So as you know, this podcast is a member driven podcast. So how does this podcast run? Well, there are two, three primary methods via which this podcast sustains itself. The primary one is the membership program. So what is the membership program? The membership program is very simple. There are two tiers. One is called the Seekers. One is the Speak With Me tier. In the Seekers tier, you get access to around nine books already being covered in detail. And as of now, we are covering the Rig Veda. So if you go to Patreon or Fanmo or on YouTube and you select that tier or in the case of Patreon, you pledge less than $5, you get access to the Seekers tier. And then with the Speak With Me tier, you get everything that you have in the Seekers tier. And you get access to the Understanding and Experiencing Religion series, where we have already covered the Valmiki Ramayana. And on right now, we are covering the Manusmriti. Uh, we are going to go on covering different uh, religious books and you can access the entire series over there too. Along with that, once a month, we do uh, AMA. These are unrecorded sessions. So this month's AMA is due. It will happen sometime this week, hopefully. Um, um, or I don't know when I'll do it, but it will happen. Or if I'm not able to do it uh, this week, maybe next week in the first week of August, uh, I might do it. And if uh, you want to buy the Charvuk podcast merchandise, there are two ways to do that too. You can go to the Kadak Merch website and directly go into the creator tab and buy the merchandise over there. I think they do international shipments, although international shipments are very expensive. So it's not in my hand. And the other way is you can go to kushalmehra.com under the shop tab. You can go and buy your merchandise there. Some people just like to send their donations through UPI directly. So the UPI ID is kushalmehra at ICICI. Now I will go to the members and, you know, thank them for supporting me. So Pratibha Singh, Bansi Vadan, Sai Praneet, um, Aditya Sridharan, the Shyamal, Abhishek Agnihotri, Arjun Singh, Pranit, R.K. Mehta, and Birukshapal. These were the folks who have just joined the membership in the last 10 days on YouTube. And uh, we had no one from Fanmo joining this last 10 days or so. But we did have a couple, I think, on Patreon. So I want to give them a shout out too. So let me see. I think I had covered it. Yes, Sushma. So Sushma had joined. So shout out to Sushma. And uh, that's about it. So I have uh, dealt with uh, the um, the details over there. Also, yeah. So I am going to be in Toronto on the fifth of august next month this uh, is going to be a talk organized by the coalition of hindus of north america i think the event is a panel discussion and it's going to happen from 12 p.m est that is eastern standard time to 4 p.m eastern standard time and uh, if you want to go and attend it you can if you want to 
I mean, there is, you can go on the Kona website. I I can share the link with you guys if you want. I mean, if you are in Toronto, I know a, a, a decent chunk of my listener base. In fact, I think in North America, the, the biggest uh, listener base is uh, um, is Toronto, city-wise. So this is the place you can go to eventright.com and you can register over here and the details will be in this link. Uh, if you don't, it's fine. If you do, it's fine. It's My job is to tell you um, for... Uh, for your information, what you do with it is not my problem. So, all right. So now let's get started uh, about the monologue of the day. So uh, a brief background as to why I'm doing this. So I'm going to play a video, a clip of ANI, where uh, a, you will see some things happening. For the ones who are going to be listening to this on the audio, well, I will paraphrase it for you guys, uh, the audio team. I'm not going to. So the tweet of ANI says, Andhra Pradesh, a team of ISRO scientists, the team arrive at Tirupati Venkata Chalapati temple with a miniature model of Chandrayaan 3 to offer prayers. Chandrayaan 3 will be launched on July 14th at 2.35 p.m. IST from Satish Dhawan Space Center, Sri Kota. Uh, ISRO has announced. So, uh, I mean, for the video viewers, you can obviously see the video of the team of ISRO scientists that are going into the temple. And um, normally in a normal world, this should not bother anyone. And it's just a bunch of scientists performing a, a regular cultural ritual, which is uh, stemming directly from religion. And uh, I think it should be fine. But uh, it was not fine for some people. And those people created a huge fuss about it. And and it, it was quintessentially, uh, you know, exemplified by a journalist in India whose name is Hartosh Singh Bal. And now I'm going to pull up uh, what Hartosh uh, said. So here's a tweet by Hartosh. Hartosh said, if you have to pray to get science to work, you're not scientists. You're just someone who prays that science works. This was in response to the very incident I'm talking about. Now, I found this to be a very peculiar way uh, of uh, framing the issue itself. Like The framing itself fascinated me that if you have to pray to get science to work, um, the, the monologue is not just about this incident, but the monologue is inspired by this incident. Uh, nothing else. That's all the monologue was inspired by. I... I I could care less if people, uh, you know, go and offer prayers um, before any major launch. It's just part of a cultural archetype. But but Hartosh Singh Bal had a huge problem with it. He he made it sound as if, you know, we have committed a grave uh, ghor paap. We have committed the original sin of science that we relied on some religious ritual to to hope and pray that our success is there. Uh, maybe not. And this is why I decided to do this entire monologue. You know, I wanted to talk about this monologue because Hartosh Singh Bal is, what is he trying to do over there in, 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 in that specific case? 
Khartosh Singh Bal was trying to pit science and religion as two opposing worldviews who cannot survive together. And a scientist should by default be an atheist. A scientist by default should dislike religion. These are the insinuations made in Hartosh's tweet. Now, if he denies them, then he's a dishonest man. I, I hope he's honest enough to make those insinuations very open. So like I said, there is a clash between science and religion. Atheists are supposed to be anti-religion. They're supposed to dislike religion uh, and whatever, etc., etc. That That's the insinuation there. And it stems from a very specific mindset that was culminated in the late 80s started rising. In fact, this is going to be a very detailed part, a uh, story that I'm going to explain in my book, which I'm writing on the chapter on new atheism, because most Indians have forgotten new atheism and its impact. Most Indians don't realize how much of an impact new atheism had on the Western world and on the global discourse around religion in general. One of the few movements, one of the few atheistic movements that actually won the discourse is actually New Atheism won. New Atheism did not lose. They won. Now, it's a separate uh, subject, uh, which is not the topic of the day, that uh, was the victory of New Atheism really worth it? Now, that that is a debate that can be had because of certain second-order effects of New Atheism and its shenanigans. But this mindset is a direct culmination of especially two characters in the New Atheistic movement. Uh, one of them was Richard Dawkins, and one of them was Christopher Hitchens. Now, I'm going to read quotes from books, because you guys should understand where they come from to justify what they're saying. I just have to do justice to what they're saying. So I'll start with Christopher Hitchens first. So this was Christopher Hitchens' Letters to a Young Contrarian. This was his book from 2009 where Christopher says, Beware the irrational, however seductive. Shun the transcendent and all who invite you to subordinate or annihilate yourself. Distrust compassion. Prefer dignity for yourself and others. Don't be afraid to be thought arrogant or selfish. Picture all experts as if they were mammals. Never be a spectator of unfairness or stupidity. Seek out argument and disputation for their own sake. The grave will supply plenty of time for silence. Suspect your own motives and all excuses. Do not live for others any more than you would expect others to live for you. This was a quintessential um, you know, Hitchens uh, way of thinking about the world. Or in, you know, this was Long Live Hitch where uh, one uh, Hitchens is, uh, this is like, three books in one volume kind of an edition. And there Hitchin says, our belief is not a belief. This is about atheists. Our principles are not a faith. We do not rely solely upon science and reason because they are necessary rather than sufficient factors. But we distrust anything that contradicts science or outrages reason. We may differ on many things, 
but what we respect is free inquiry open mindedness and the pursuit of ideas for their own sake there is another very interesting one from that book where hitchens says religion has run out of justifications thanks to the telescope and the microscope it no longer offers an explanation of anything important where once it used to be able by its total command of a world view to prevent the emergence of rivals it can now only impede and retard or try to turn back the measurable advances that we have made and obviously the famous uh, hitchens razor was what can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence this was this was one of uh, the most famous uh, lines of uh, christopher hitchens which is called uh, the hitchens razor people often confuse uh, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence that is not christopher hitchens that is carl sagan but what hitchens said was what can be asserted without evidence that is most religious claims can be dismissed without evidence too that's what christopher hitchens was talking about people often confuse one with the other so i just wanted to state that for the record now that was one mr christopher hitchens and uh, obviously on the other side of the science versus religion debate was uh, you know richard dawkins and richard dawkins is a very uh, you know very very interesting history now richard dawkins has openly admitted that he is a quote militant atheist by militant atheist he doesn't mean that he wants to take up arms and carry out an armed struggle against all the believers of the world no by militant atheist he means he's a very aggressive outspoken atheist he's a very aggressive atheist when it comes to the follies of religion he's a very aggressive atheist when he when it comes to pointing out the mistakes of religion that's what he meant by militant atheist but yes at at a thought level it was very militant um and whether you like it or not that's true and uh, you cannot avoid it and you know he and his book the god delusion i think that had the biggest impact uh, along with uh, i think with, with the case of uh, christopher hitchens his book the god is not great um i'm not saying it did not sell copies or anything uh, before somebody mis misunderstands me but i think hitchens was more of a rhetorician and an and and a, and a good speaker not that he was a, not a fantastic writer he was one of the best but his talks and his hit slaps in 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 debates and 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 those used to have a great impact on people but with dawkins you know dawkins was not a not a debater Dawkins uh, was a, a prolific writer he was a public speaker but he was known for his work as a scientist earlier on with the selfish gene and uh, and many other books you know the extended phenotype or the blind watchmaker but the one book that Dawkins you know had the maximum impact from in in terms of culture the pop culture level was the god delusion now he he made a documentary on the same the god delusion was also a documentary and the god delusion was a book now that is one book i recommend everyone to read you should read that book but as far as dawkins is concerned science and religion are completely different things they you cannot 
you cannot reconcile the two if if you are someone if you are a man of science religion should have no space in your life is what dawkins used to contend now this is the bone of contention of today's monologue like when it comes to science versus religion is there a space for both now one way of looking at it was a very famous way uh, by another scientist called stephen j gould who called uh, some he came up with the idea of noma n o m a which is the non overlapping magisteria now noma as uh, to simplify it for all of you is basically as far as stephen j gould was concerned that science and religion deal with two completely different things uh, the gouldian answer was that religion deals with morality and science deals with the actual nature um, of the world itself so i think both do not clash with each other and one has nothing to do with the other now on that i actually agree with dawkins and hitchens um because that's un, un, not true not entirely true science does make a lot of uh, claims about morality today as we stand and religion makes a lot of scientific claims forever that that is just a fact so i don't know if noma is exactly ma- functioning in that sense i applaud the sentiment of gould and uh, what gould was intending to say basically was listen let religious people be that's what he was trying to say like let them have their own thing but one doesn't need to be at uh, at you know loggerheads with the other but Dawkins and Hitchens they clearly disagreed and they said no religion enters every aspect of your life religion influences every aspect of your life and uh, it it has a disproportionate impact on science because uh, of you know flat earth dharti sapat hai is a very major monotheistic belief yes monotheism believes the earth is flat and uh, they were dealing with monotheism so they did not look at these things now what happens in india is that folks like hartosh and a lot of these people like it or not and i'm outing them actually i'm, I'm le- letting the secret out they were all influenced by new atheism all of them all and sundry they are all influenced by the arguments of new atheism so what they did was just like today you see ex muslims literally cut copy pasting new atheistic uh, arguments and uh, applying it to the islamic world you see a lot of uh, new atheistic arguments being applied on the hindu world by hindus or on the hindu world by sikhs in the case of hartosh singh bal and uh, now somebody with uh, would come and say that uh, well sikhs are hindus well i'm just stating it that hartosh is a sikh he's not a hindu he doesn't identify i think hartosh is an atheist but whatever that is uh, that is hartosh's problem not mine but now that there are there are some data points that uh, we have to look at like uh, last i checked i have to upgrade my numbers um uh, you know most scientists at least in the west 
usually are atheists like from what i know last i checked like it, it was a overwhelming number of uh, scientists are atheists like mm, i i remember a very old pew poll in 2009 that that showed that uh, in scientists the, the the disbelief is like staggeringly high and i don't know why but it is and and i guess it's just the way abrahamic societies are structured that you just can't have one and the other but uh, um but it doesn't show the entire story so there was this very interesting article published in the conversation which was called many scientists are atheists but that doesn't mean they are anti religious so i want to show that article to you this is where folks like hartosh singh bal misguide so this is a very interesting article this was published in 2021 november 2nd 2021 uh, i repeat these things because the monologues now go on the audio so you know people who are watching this on video is like oh we can see but you can see but the audio ones cannot so so a very interesting article so i'm going to read some bits the general social survey consistently demonstrates that as a group americans dislike atheists more than any other religious group according to various studies nearly half of the country would disapprove of the child marrying an atheist some 40% of the public does not believe atheists share their view of the american society and only 60% of americans would be willing to vote for an atheist in a presidential election very interesting so the Now let's see what it says further. Scientists espouse a frequently derisive rhetoric on religion and the religious public. Dawkins, for example, has argued that religion is a form of court, mental illness, and one of the world's court great evils comparable to smallpox. Now here, this is where the fun starts. A recent research study we conducted reveals that most atheist scientists in the U.S. and U.K. are not anti-religious. Now he, the, the devil lies in the details, folks. Always remember. and this is where the interesting stuff comes drawing on a quantitative survey with 1293 scientists who identified as atheists 81 in-depth qualitative interviews conducted from 2013 through 16 and context material collected since then we found that scientists views of religion are much more diverse than the image conveyed by new atheists each of the scientists in our study selected the statement quote i do not believe in god when asked about their views of god and selected this choice over options including agnosticism the view that the existence of god or the divine is unknowable as sociologists we view religion as multidimensional consisting of beliefs practices blah 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 that is all good but the key thing is in the us 29% of atheist scientists also they are, say they are culturally religious that is despite their lack of belief in god they routinely interact with religious individuals or organizations such as having a religious spouse sending their children to a religious school or attending services themselves as one atheist biologist told us quote i enjoy going to church for the suspension of disbelief for the theatrical experience for reading for the liturgy for the magnificent stories and the mythic quality of those stories which is intensely spiritual that's a real experience so try and digest what i'm trying to say over here hartosh singh bal the the gentleman you saw over there you know insinuating all sorts of things mocking religious uh, rituals 
he's a new atheist. He's your classic new atheist who hates religion, who sees any kind of religion or religious or cultural symbol or symbolism attempted during anything mildly related to science and a front on science. Most atheists don't agree with Hartos Singh Bal. But the problem is, just like in religion, the loudest ones are usually the cuckoo ones. In atheism, it's the same. In atheism too, the loudest ones usually are the new atheists who always are angry at religion for some odd reason. I don't know what religion did to those folks, but they're always mad at them. They're always angry. They're like the Incredible Hulk. Their secret is they're always angry. But they are, right? And, and you have to take this into account. One of the most weird things that I have observed as, as, as a disbeliever in my individual journey has been this anger towards religion because I could never relate to it. In fact, one of the that is one of the reasons I I am writing this book where where one of the taglines of the book, if the if it ever it comes out, is going to be why I am not an atheist, why I don't like to call myself an atheist anymore, is because I just don't relate to atheists anymore. I don't relate to this very angry, visceral response to religion or to religious people in general. I don't understand it. I have many problems with religion, but I I just see nothing inside the, the, the discourse of civil, uh, inside the boundaries of civil discourse that I need to be so angry. I can just not do things. And the problem is a very hardwired one into the meme of Abrahamism itself. So even when you drop Abrahamism, as in you are no longer an Abrahamic religious follower, you never really drop Abrahamism in the real sense. Your tendencies remain the same, which is why new atheism was just a very angry response to an angry Abrahamic religious worldview. Because atheists from Abrahamic religions think religion has abused them personally or abused the society at large. Has religion played a role in creating problems for society? Absolutely. Has religion created a role for discrimination? Uh, you know, ill treatment of women? Absolutely. But religion has also done many interesting things and good things. But when we talk about science as an enterprise and we talk about religion, I think the framing, and I don't think Gould got it right and I don't think the new atheists got it right. I think when scientists, those ISRO scientists or scientists in general, when they go to a church, they are not going to the church for the same experience experience as an average religious person does. They don't go for the same reasons. Which is why I read that quote from that article in the conversation is because you have to understand the intent of the person going there. When I go to a temple, like recently in my talk in New Jersey, once the talk was done, some folks asked me that, 
because they assumed I would not go inside the temple. And I said, I would more than happy to go inside the temple. I would even bow down and I would do everything that a religious person does. As long as you don't ask me when I bow down to the God, what am I talking to them? That was that God about. As long as you don't ask me that, I don't care. Because what I talk to that, that Murti about is between me and the Murti, not your problem. And what I see in that Murti. And with folks like Hartosh Singh Bal or many religious folks who also behave in absolutely absurd ways is that they assume what many atheists experience at a religious place. They may not experience the same thing a religious person does. And that's why you have these allegations from all sides, religious and irreligious, where you know, religious, uh, irreligious people uh, are mocked. And oh, how can you go to a temple and pray for a Chandrayaan launch? It is not going to help the Chandrayaan launch. They're not going for that. They're not going so that their, their equipment functions properly. For them, it is part of a cultural exercise. That ritual is just a cultural exercise which they feel happy doing. They feel they're part of the larger community. And I'm not speaking for them. They may have gone for other reasons. But if I was part of the team, even I would go. Do I believe the deity inside the temple is some divine entity? No. But it's my culture. So I'm just conducting a cultural exercise. That's the point. Which is why neither Stephen Jay Gould and Noma got it right nor do new atheists and their angry responses get it right. We are in, in many ways as human beings, we compartmentalize. We are selectively rational. We can be absolutely irrational, including atheists, when we want to be. We don't rationalize everything we do in our life. It doesn't mean rationality is not good. I'm not saying you should not be rational. I'm saying you should be rational, but it doesn't mean that we are, that atheists are some modicum of rationality and uh, a, a person who believes in God can actually not be rational. Uh, a scientist who thinks there is a thing like God can be absolutely rational when they enter their scientific laboratory to conduct a scientific experiment. Because when they enter that laboratory, they compartmentalize. They are mentally compartmentalizing and they are only looking at a subject and at that time, they, they are actual atheists. They think like an atheist. The, the way they think and an atheist thinks are completely similar. The only time they change is when they leave the laboratory and they go out. When they leave the laboratory, they down their guard. And when they down their guard, they want to be part of certain activities and things which maybe a new atheist does not want to be. And that's fine if a new atheist does not want to be a part of that. Uh, a new atheist even wants to mock it. That's fine. But what a new atheist can't say is what Hartosh Singh Bal is saying because it, that is actually irrational. Because that is counterproductive and counterintuitive to the basic human nature. What gets to me is the new atheistic assumption that they by default are more rational. That gets to me. The criticisms of religion from the new atheists are spot on. What gets to me is everything after that. And what get, everything after that is very important. 
a lot of people say why, why do you have to focus on that they did so much good well i have applauded dawkins and hitchens and harris and dennett in fact dennett is someone i really look up to but the point is what they did does matter what happened after what the new atheists did does matter and to pretend that it does not matter is very dishonest intellectually they left a hole in society new atheism did and that has to be full filled somewhere by someone but i also wanted to touch upon another aspect of this and this is my criticism of the theistic side a lot of people say their religion is very scientific you will hear this line especially amongst hindus uh you know hindus will say hamara religion to science se ekdam compatible hai our religion is the most scientific i'm sure even muslims would be saying this i my, my exposure to hindus is disproportionately more than my exposure to muslims and christians so i'm not going to pretend but i have heard this line all the time and and it is far from the truth religions were written in a poetic form religions were written in an allegorical form science as we understand today is a very different process religions at best philosophize and sometimes they say things that sound just like what a scientific enterprise would say so i'll give you an example a lot of times and this was a i used these quotes from an article by makaran paranjpe in and this was in 2017 uh, the article was vedanta and modern physics why the marriage of spirituality and science is difficult and i think professor paranjpe got it absolutely right he he talks about the interactions between tesla and swami vivekananda as an example and the last two paragraphs or the last three are very important where paranjpe says these parallels or resemblances are all mostly metaphorical they create the effect of narrative likeness however the two languages that of science and spirituality are distinct with no possibility of overlap at least at present the language of science no matter how closely it may seem to that of spirituality is actually mathematics with precise sounding equations and fixity of meaning the proof is through experimental verification the theory must fit the data the language of spirituality on the other hand is poetic reveling in figurative language open to a hundred different interpretations it is impossible therefore to collapse the one into the other vivekananda in that sense could not have anticipated the quote unity that the physicists were after in their pursuit of the theory of everything but his speculations and assertions sound similar to the latter's ideas and conceptualizations that is the difficulty with those who make quote scientific claims on behalf of spirituality such claims are not sustainable precisely because they fail the truth standards and demarcation protocols of science at best spiritual constructions of the universe sound similar to those of some scientists at times but such similarities cannot be considered sufficient proof that spirituality is somehow scientific i i just think makarand paranjpe explained it in the most beautiful way that what sometimes the things religion or religious folks say 
has nothing to do with the actual scientific process, which is where you actually conceptualize, hypothesize, then you go on the field and test data, then you, uh, you know, kind of collate the data and check the outcome of the data. And if the outcome of the data matches the result, then the hypothesis becomes uh, a workable theory. And then after a few years, uh, another group of scientists follows the same process to check the same thing without you knowing. And then when that result comes, is something taken to be the most probable truth. That is the scientific method. Religion doesn't follow any of this. Religion follows the system of internal realization. Now, you cannot measure that. So, Anubhav, as they say. Well, Anubhav is not evidence. I'm sorry. It is not evidence. So to say that, oh, these religious folks, when they were uttering these things in these deep states or experiences, they are actually making scientific claims. Well, I'm sorry, they're not. So all those religious people who keep, you know, waxing eloquently about the scientific nature of their religion. Well, I'm sorry, it's not. It might be compatible to science, which is why the highest number of Hindus and Buddhists in America are fine with evolution by natural selection. It's just one of those things that religion has no problem with. It is also one of the things that will disprove Hartosh Singh Bal wrong is because most of those Hindus are devout temple-going Hindus and they are absolutely fine with the scientific fact and also follow their religion at the same time because at, at its core, the, the Hindu religion and the scientific enterprise are not so much at clash because the nature of the Hindu religion is very different from the nature of Abrahamic religions, maybe. And that's where the new atheistic clash comes. In fact, I always use this quote from Ghalib to, to ask the same religious people. You know, Ghalib once said, Asle shahudo shahido mashuhud ek hai, hairahun fir mushahida hai kis hisab mein. Translation, the observer, the act of observation and the object under observation, they are all the same. So I do not know what constitutes observation. This sounds like quantum mechanics. So is somebody who is uh, very religious minded going to say, especially you Hindus out there, are you going to say Ghalib was a scientist? Ghalib uh, figured out quantum mechanics. Just think about it. Ghalib was a poet. Ghalib was just a poet. And he would write poetry. He had abstract thoughts. It doesn't mean he did science. Or doesn't mean he was a scientist. These are not scientists. So the science versus religion debate is actually a very important one. There are some religious claims made by religious people that are absolutely incompatible with how the scientific enterprise has shown us the nature of reality to be. They don't compact, they are not compatible with each other. One does not flow with the other. But human beings, when they do science, I you don't need to be an atheist. To do good science is what I'm trying to say. So Hartosh Singh Bal was absolutely wrong in his insinuation that the pre the, the qualifying criteria for you to be a scientist has to be a you are an atheist. No, you don't have to be an atheist to be a good scientist. You can be absolutely legitimate in your science without being an atheist. Because like I said, human beings compartmentalize. They, they basically, they, they can change their brain or rewire their brain and look at a subject as an individual case point study then and there at that time while they are working inside the laboratory. And then when they come out, they change completely. 
they 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 believe in absolutely absurd things for example this is happening in the atheistic community now so i know a lot of atheists who are woke who believe in you know all this uh, sex is not binary garbage do you think they are scientific do you think the atheist who believes in reason and rationality and then denies the binary nature of sex is rational do you think they don't carry some sort of irrational beliefs do you you've not met an atheist in your life who makes absolutely batshit crazy claims i'm not talking about religion i'm just talking about claims outside of religion that's what i'm trying to say it's all around you atheists make stupid claims all the time too how do i know i was one i was surrounded by them and they were there was nothing special about atheists when compared to theists there was nothing special about them and surveys also show that there is nothing special about atheists in the absolute level when compared to theists we are all selectively rational but it does not mean that religion is scientific religion is not scientific so to all those religious folks who may think just because i have criticized hartosh singhbal i have started thinking religion is the most scientific thing on planet earth it is not religion was never meant to be scientific religion was something else it was what it was at an evolutionary time scale science as we understand today is different i am not making the stephen j gould uh, noma because as if you have just tuned in i did explain why noma actually does not give a sufficient answer and compartmentalization is not noma where religion only looks at morality science looks at morality too how does science look at morality look around you evolutionary psychology is directly answering ultimate level descriptions of how and why we behave the way we do they are going to have an effect on our moral fiber so to say that science does not concern itself about morality is absolute rubbish in fact uh, the one book of uh, sam harris i would recommend everyone to read is the moral landscape how he explains that science actually does talk about morality and you can rationalize morality it's a very interesting argument uh, sam harris makes in his book the moral landscape but there are clear demarcations science is not religion religion is not science but you can be a religious scientist and you can be an atheist who enjoys religious things both are compatible noma does not solve it nor does the new atheistic way solve it we are all selectively rational that is the takeaway always remember we are all selectively rational we will go on compartmentalizing our lives till it works for us that's the reality of life anyways now i will look at the questions uh, i will only answer super chats i will scan through the live chat if there is something interesting i will look at it if not i will just skip and i'll say tata bye bye so there is a super chat uh, ancient bharat was human centric science and today's science is money centric abrahamic religions are political propagandas nothing else uh, no that's what you like to tell yourself that ancient bharat was human centric science well ancient bharat made a lot of uh, weird claims too 
uh ancient bharat uh, see the way eastern religions are structured and compared to abrahamic religions is eastern religions actually are a very uh, um internalized religion as in they they focus on the cognitive aspect of your life way more than say abrahamic religions and that stems from the the dualistic nature of abrahamism because in abrahamism the creator and the creation are separate entities we're not the the same uh, remember uh, the famous saying of that sufi mansur halaj um, anal haq he was chopped off for that why was he chopped off because he said i am one i am one with the creator and that was blasphemous so they chopped his head off so abrahamism has that problem of the creator and creation and unlike that the non abrahamic religions are very much about the internal journey your own journey so they internalize that so yes some interesting observations about cognitive neuroscience might be found in a, in in eastern religions but again does not mean they understood cognitive science way better uh, than anyone today does no they just did not have the tools they had experiences and that's fine in those deep meditative states the experiences that you have have to be taken seriously and they should be studied and what science and scientists today is doing is actually the correct way where you know you you're putting people in fmri scanners or many other ways where buddhist monks are being tested and looked at as to what happens what happens when you actually meditate and have those deep meditative experiences is something that has to be studied because the physiological experiences of meditation have to be measured if you don't measure it then it's like a bunch of booga booga everybody is spewing uh, then then what is your evidence against my claim that every time i close my eyes i see the flying spaghetti monster it's just because i'm using the words the flying spaghetti monster you find it cringe worthy but you have no evidence of the flying spaghetti monster to disprove that there is no such thing as a flying spaghetti monster you can't so i am not going to buy a religious person's claim that says in deep meditation i had this i had that i'm sorry i'm not buying it because there is no replication and science has certain preconditioned requirements and that is why science works and that's why all these you know fantastic claims like oh we were very human centric blah 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 i'm sorry it's not on okay next one do you think religious philosophy has some interpretation of observed scientific phenomenon like star alignment weather climate soil composition human behavior yes it has some aspects of it but the point is that this is a very fundamental debate about what religion is per se because uh, fii fyi they we have not come upon an agreed definition of religion itself because uh, a lot of definitions that are used by sociologists of religion and this is some something where i actually kind of uh, partially agree with uh, sn bal gangadhar and his book heathen in his blind lizard he says that the definition of religion itself as we understand today is very abrahamized where i disagree with bal gangadhar is india did not have religion india also had religion it was just of a different kind because you, you can always say religion at its core level is a system of a set of common beliefs shared by multiple people who are all following it together in differing degrees 
in differing degrees. So before you say, well, all Vaishnavites don't follow the same level. It doesn't matter. But they believe in the idea of a common set of rules that they want to be bound by together. Now you might come back and say, then that means even secular humanism sounds like a religion. Yeah, it kind of does. I never said it was not like a religion because at the end of the day, you bind society by a set of rules. Religion was the first mover in that. So I always say this, religion is a post-agricultural product in many ways. No. Organized religion is. Organized. You had religion before that. Religion as in individual beliefs about suspending reality, about what is the nature of reality or animism or being one with nature, blah, 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 and all those lofty thoughts that Western vegans like to spew these days. It's okay. I mean, human beings have been saying all these things for like 50,000 plus years. The point is not that. What happened was agriculture happened. Agriculture made humans sedentary. Once humans became sedentary, they started reproducing also a lot more. Once they started reproducing a lot more, they needed a system, an organized system to control this shit. That's when religion comes. Organized religion. Where Bal Gangadhar Ji rightly points out is most of these definitions are Abrahamic. Where he does make a mistake is that India was not kuch. India mein to har aadmi apni cheez kar raha tha. No. India may be organized tarike se. It was more decentralized. We had more punts in comparison to monotheism because monotheism is obsessed with one God, one this, one that. It doesn't mean that monotheism had X and we had Y. We had both. We had a different set of organized religions. It was more fluid. It doesn't mean that India did not have organized religion. This is where I once again say I disagree with Bal Gangadhar but your question is legitimate that does religious uh, philosophy have some interpretation of observed scientific phenomenon it does but they did not reach that conclusion in the way as we understand science to be today that's what I'm trying to say it doesn't reduce the the observations of those people it definitely doesn't. Like the, the, the way so many IVC cities are made, they had a system in place. And a lot of times when you look at them, you will be like, oh yeah, they are kind of following the scientific method. So the scientific method, the beauty of the scientific method, unlike what the postmodernists want you to believe, it's not a Western imposition. It is a universal method. In fact, people who think math and science are white supremacy are a bunch of morons who are giving science away to the West when folks from all cultures have been following the scientific method since ions. So try and look at it from that perspective. I hope I have satisfied you with my answer. Thoughts on Oppenheimer Gita scene. Look, I've not seen the scene personally. I've just seen photos of people outraging. I don't find it offensive. I've not seen the movie. I want to go and see the movie. I just haven't had the time since I've been back from my, you know, one week uh, trip of Washington, D.C. and New Jersey. I have just not had the time. I intend to see the movie. I want to see what the fuss is all about. But honestly, I mean, this is what Indians are now agitated about. Two people having sex and then the Bhagavad Gita verse or the inspiration of the Bhagavad Gita is shown over there. I mean, I, I sometimes I wonder if, if only we had outraged about um, 
police reforms with the same gusto maybe we would have solved a lot of problems in our country i i don't care i i seriously am not offended by such things i mean i've grown a thick skin is all i can say i'm not saying it should or should not be there i don't know i'm not seen it so how do i know whether the scene makes sense in the larger movie because i've not seen the movie so maybe it made sense in the movie for them from from their creative purpose or maybe it did not sanukyu what's your opinion on ck raju argument that formal math is derived from christian theology ah uh, the only book of ck raju that i have read is wo uh, euclid and jesus other than that i have heard his talks a few talks here and there i am not a trained mathematician to have a opinion on math but what i did was i sent his views forward to people who are physicists who are quantum mechanics experts or quantum computing experts who are math experts and i sent his views to them and all they said was we don't agree with what he's saying and uh, these are all indians for bjp voting scientists agar tumko usse bhi kuch acha lagta hai to not that it should be a uh, it should matter any anyway but theek hai with the latest james webb telescope discoveries challenging our fundamental understanding how the universe came into being do you think even scientific understanding can be categorized as some sort of religion no because scientific understanding has something very different from religious understanding scientific understanding is a probable answer the most likely truth with the current evidence the evidence changes our mind changes uh, can you say that about religion will religion if one day it is absolutely proven that there is no such thing as a creator god do you think religious people will change their mind my friend will they the biggest problem with religion is its absolute refusal to change its mind that's the problem of religion religion refuses to change its mind religion functions on the golden age syndrome the golden age syndrome which says we figured it all out in the past you muppets are just looking around everywhere because you are misguided that's the uh, sales pitch of every religious person all the answers are in your past your future and your present will remain messed up until and unless you follow everything from the past to the t so no i don't agree with you that science is not religion kushal what do you think that religion can be defined closely by the philosophy of dualism there are observations about the physical world with spiritualism as an added aspect i have not understood this question i will read it again do you think that religion can be defined closely by the philosophy of dualism i don't think you need to define religion from a dualistic perspective i think you can define religion from a monistic perspective i think my understanding of religion i i've just explained a while ago so i don't think it needs to be that gender ideology is a religion says sit the way holy place san francisco holy month of pride <laughs> like ramadan unbelievers are called cisgender yeah which is uh, spot on and which is why this is the second order effect of new atheism people don't new atheists or people who are not woke but benefited pre- tremendously personally through new atheism hate it when i say that new atheism caused wokeism they hate this about me because i actually 
criticize that aspect of um, new atheism because that basically led you into that gigantic slide into wokeism because new atheism just took that hammer and just went around smashing everything about religion and then religion was like hi mai mar gaya and then hi mai mar gaya to logo ke paas kuch tha nahi aur fir log bol rahe the sala ab kya kare and then new atheism will be secular humanism with its system will give you all the accurate answers my dear friend uh so secularism humanism was not available for all these wokeyas most balanced atheists most balanced disbelievers i'm going to sound so lefty when i say this refuse to acknowledge the religious privilege they have they are sitting on a society which is based on the scaffolding that was created by organized religion in the western society that organized religion even though personally people are not religious a lot over here the scaffolding is still christianity in arabic societies it's islam in india it's dharma or hinduism or buddhism or jainism or sikhism or whatever which is why i said dharma that scaffolding is created by something else and most normal um um annoying uh, you know people would not even see it they don't realize that it is all around them okay my interpretation of religion is really monotheistic as indian religions and moreover all eastern are fluidic and allow change of beliefs with the passage of time uh, uh does um, uh, advaita allow dualism the tank does it can you be a dualist and an advaitin can you can you be um can you say shiva is the ultimate reality as a vaishnava can you do you really have fluidity you're fluid because what you should have said was eastern religions don't have hostility to fluidity because they don't have two specific concepts one of apostasy one of blasphemy now somebody might say well ishaninda and devaninda well manusmriti chapter number this verse number 111 says devaninda ka vedanindaka but what does it say do to the vedanindaka this is say chide them that's all not even hit them like ignore them kind of a thing that's all the reason is blasphemy and apostasy is hardwired into the abrahamic belief so what the the key difference between the two is not change of beliefs is the hostility to fluidity it doesn't mean you can change core beliefs of a vaishnavite or vaishnavism or shaivism or sankhya you cannot say i am sankhya if sankhya stops believing in the dual nature of prakriti and purusha it ceases to be sankhya so no this is a bad argument you confuse fluidity and the lack of hostility to allowing change of beliefs no no can i be a non vegetarian as a vaishnavite they will not kill me is onion and garlic now fine as a vaishnavite they will not kill me they will not even get mad at me to be very honest but is it allowed 
the fundamental nature of religion is the rules are set you cannot change them until and unless the evidence changes that's the thing of science which is why i said you're wrong i hope you change your mind should things like trans surgeries hormone therapies be banned for physically healthy people i understand for intersex but for anything else ban it but after 18 i don't care what you want to do with your body after 18 i don't care i don't believe trans surgeries or hormone therapies should be made unavailable for people after the age of 18 before 18 i have a problem after 18 do what you want to do with your body i mean uh, i mean people pierce them their body they pierce themselves here they pierce themselves here they pierce themselves here pata nahi kya kya karte rehte hain wo mai tattoo lagate hain muh pe baith ke people put tattoos over here i mean i have seen people putting tattoos in the most absurd places wo kya allow karte ho fir where are you going to draw the line adults should be allowed to know what they're doing to me religion is the ultimate form of manifesting hope we all need it at the end of the day your thoughts um by the way are you doing any meet in ottawa um so religion is a coping mechanism and a lot of people use it as a coping mechanism religion is also something that gives you a wow factor like something be i i use the word wow it's you're in awe it and and this is again a very stupid argument that new atheists give oh you get a, you get their experience and you go to a football game no you don't get it gandu because the believer also goes to a football game the believer gets something way beyond what the non believer gets in a football game because the believer gets the experience in a football game still goes to religion because they look for something beyond that and unfortunately atheists don't get it no science versus acha uh, on your on your question on ottawa well as of now i think uh, the talk is on the 12th uh, when when it's finalized then they release it or they could cancel it so i don't know if they cancel it so that's why i'm not talking about it but as of now it seems on the 12th in ottawa okay abhijit sudhakar says no science versus religion science religion or religion is science or hamari bhasha match hai Okay, this sounds like Bhairo becomes Baron, but Baron becomes Bhairo because their minds are very narrow. It actually made no sense. Did you shift permanently to Canada? No, I am here for a while, and I will be back uh, in Bharat Varsha. Um, I think in October. I will be back in the end of October. I will be back in Mumbai, my city. So no, I have not shifted permanently to Canada, and nor do I intend to shift permanently to Canada or America. my entire family came out as trans i am the only one left how does it feel to be special is all i can ask you so good if your entire family is trans now you can have trans parties okay so let's see if other questions are there oh seems abhijit is in the live stream uh, saying all sorts of nasty things about me please abuse abhijit he deserves all the abuses okay namaste kushal why devi parvati didn't get angry when lord shiva made a child with devi mohini lord vishnu if you know the answer otherwise i mean i don't like to answer for devis and devtas my dear friend you should ask uh, devis and devtas uh, in a deep state of prayer i'm sure devi and devta will come and give you the answer and if they don't you can ask uh, a trained uh, religious uh, a uh, teacher why 
by the way, they will also not give you the answer of the Devi and Devta. They will give you what they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see if there are any other questions. Kushal Bhai, this is Tanmay, remember. Oh, Tanmay, I, I hope you have uh, recovered uh, from uh, your your cancer treatment, Tanmay. I, I, I hope you're doing well and I wish you nothing but uh, very good health and happiness. Question, mm-hmm. question. A lot of comments. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Paramita says Hinduism sometimes forces women uh, to do certain things. It sometimes force people forces people to do certain things, especially to women. Maybe because you're a man, that's why your experience with Hinduism is different from a woman. Different from a woman, uh, I couldn't agree more with Paramita. I have said this multiple times. All religions give women a raw deal, maybe in differing degrees, but they are all giving you a raw deal. Mm-hmm. One scientific perspective in every matter of life can also help of mental health. I don't know spiritual spirituality. Uh, Ashab Ahmed does help. It does have certain benefits. I'm never going to re- deny that. But it doesn't mean it has equal benefits uh, for everyone. And it also does not mean that uh, you cannot have a fulfilling life without spirituality. Many do without spirituality. Okay, the live chat has a lot of people fighting with me or each other, but no questions. Yes, Kushal Bhai, all recovered and back to my sins. I've been watching a lot of Indian ex-Muslim channels and they have been taking Islam's case left and right and center. Your thoughts? Well, um, I will be very honest. I don't watch a lot of ex-Muslim content in general, whether Indian or outside India. Um, But I wish them well. I think these are brave people taking out uh, Abrahamic um, religion, i.e. in this case, Islam. And I wish them nothing but, uh, you know, luck. And I hope they don't end up like new atheists and make the same mistakes in Muslim society that uh, new atheists did in Christian society. So Abhijit accuses me, I have camera adjustments to make myself look whiter. Well, Abhijit, you're just jealous. Mm. 
what's the difference between a religious sect and a large cult actually it's a good question man uh, i think michael shermer um in his book uh, explains what a cult is and what a religious sect is and um, i think he even talks about it in skeptic.com and it's very interesting he he characterizes uh, this there's a good talk if you can uh, let me put the link uh, he gave a very good lecture on it so i am just putting the link for you guys uh, in the live stream and i will put it on the screen too so that everybody can benefit from it it was a very good talk by michael shermer this is the link as you see on the screen go to skeptic.com skepticism 101 cults myths religion lecture i hope you guys enjoy it uh, and it's a very good question uh, reem देख रहा हूँ और क्या क्वेश्चन है वी स्टिल हैव टेन मिनट्स सो जीशान खान से आई वॉन्ट डिक्लेयर प्रोफेसी एंड स्टार्ट माई ओन कार्ड नो बडी स्टॉपिंग यू मैन आई डोंट नो इफ यू कैन गेट मेनी मेम्बर्स बट Mm. All the best is all I can say. So someone says, "Kushal, bhai, just finished reading Manusmriti. It's degraded way more than it uh, deserves." Thoughts. Um, I don't know what your qualifying criteria or your measurement criteria is. So, I mean, uh, the way it is insulted by the periyarites. or the new ambedkarites does it deserve that kind of uh, insult well it depends are you from their caste if they are from that varna or caste that book is not nice to them so they will always be angry but yeah, i don't know why the others are can you explain three paradoxes of atheism as in in what sense you have to be more elaborate in your question अभिजीत सुधाकर से मेरे दीप थॉट आप समझ नहीं पाए तो इसके लिए मजाक उड़ा रहे हो हाँ वेरी गुड द अनस्टेटेड प्रेजिडिस इन साइंस इज क्लेमिंग दैट वॉट इज रियली जस्ट इंटर सब्जेक्टिव इज एक्चुअली ऑब्जेक्टिव द वेदांतिक नीति नीति इज परैप्स द ओनली ट्रेडिशन दैट ट्राइज टू रिजॉल्व दिस प्रॉब्लम आई डोंट एग्री आई थिंक दिस इज समथिंग द वेदांत लाइक टू से एंड फील गुड अबाउट दमसेल्स नेती नेती इज वॉट नेती नेती इज अ कॉप आउट एग्रीमेंट इट इज नॉट दिस इट इज नॉट दैट अरे क्या है वो बताना नॉट दिस नॉट दैट का क्या मतलब है BJP should promote ex-Muslims and include smart and deserving people in the party government. That would normalize being ex-Muslim and criticism of Islam. Well, the BJP is starting with the Pashmanda Muslims. They are reaching out to the Pashmanda Muslims as a first step. maybe the next step would be ex muslims i don't know let's see i don't speak for the bjp so i will 
not so uh, go go in that direction uh, don't you think religion is just a type of ideology it is also an ideology it is not just an ideology This is such a false claim. So, Vineet Shinoy says, Now have become Hooters, the destroyer of onion rings, Kushal Mehra. Well, the onion rings in Hooters were nice. If people have a problem with that, too bad. I like Hooters onion rings. Judge me all you want. Okay, will you be visiting UK anytime soon? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, on the 10th of October, I will be in the United Kingdom for 10 days. Uh, what will I be doing over there will be the next follow-up question. I don't know. Do you see Islam specifically following Christianity's path of extremism, tolerance, and death? I think, uh, I just think, uh, look at religious intolerance and anger like this, okay? It sounds very weird, but this is how it is. So in the three big monotheistic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, Islam. Now you might say even Mon uh, Mormonism is there, but I mean, I'm talking about big three religions, right? Oldest is Judaism. Unka gussa thanda ho gaya. Uske baad aya Christianity. Unka gussa thanda hona shuru ho chuka hai, by and large. Western world mein to pure thande ho gaya. Ab sabse naya monotheism and Islam. Usko thoda time lag raha hai thanda hone ko. बेसिकली क्या होता है कि वो जो सेक्युलर ह्यूमनिज्म और मॉडर्निटी की जो चपेट होती है ना उसको हर जगह टाइम लगता है तो इनको भी टाइम लग रहा है इवेंचुअली मॉडर्निटी विंस एंड ऑल द डीकोनोलियनिस्ट नाउ आर गोइंग टू सिंग सिंग सैड सॉन्ग्स हैशटैग सैड लाइफ यस मॉडर्निटी विंस वेदर यू लाइक इट और नॉट इट वन ऑलरेडी इट जस्ट कीप्स गेटिंग इवन मोर स्मॉल विंस so it will win against islamism also difference between culture and religion difference between religion and dharma what is dharma does it need religion as a support okay religion is a subset of dharma i don't think you can have dharma without some sort of a religion as i had defined it earlier on and culture is also a prior in fact religion consumes culture for me religion is a codifying method of writing down what your culture and norms are and making it a rule and a norm that's what they done yes. uh, what makes charvakas hindus given they don't believe in vedas i have seen people argue that charvakas are not hindus what's your take on that well there are two arguments charvakas are not hindu by the left-wing marxist or atheistic side in india and one by the traditionalist trad jisko hum bolte hain side main book likh raha hu usme ek pura chapter hoga why i am a hindu book zarur kharidna meri ye mera answer hai kar di na maine baniyon wali baat islam thanda nahi hoga for some time kyunki the claims the religion makes it cancels other religions and claims to have an unalterable text eh, 
I think you're overrating Islam and its capacity. A lot of people used to tell me, oh, you cannot uh, say things about the prophet of Islam. You see what happens. Uh, Google. Google karo. Twitter pe check karo. Facebook pe check karo. YouTube pe check karo. Snapchat pe check karo. Telegram pe check karo. Jidhar jana hai check karo. Roj blasphemy hoti hai. Abhi thode deaths ho rahe hai uski. Mein maantam. Magar the proportional uh, death, they are getting used to it. Do you think the things that are said in India on national television or things that were are being done today could have been done in the past? The Overton window is shifting every day. You just don't want to admit to it as a separate issue because, you know, doomsday scenarios are very attractive and, you know, you like to cling on to shit hit the roof all the time. As in you, not you, the person. I'm talking about you, the metaphorical you people, all of us, that includes me. So, the window is being pushed all the time. Yar, Quran burning has become a thing in Europe now. Do, I don't endorse it, by the way. I would never burn the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or the Manuspriti also. A book that I am not even a fan of, the Manuspriti. But I will not burn it. It's stupid to burn these things. But then people do stupid things. Now my problem. Why do you guys spam, man? Making my life difficult. God, spammers are blocked. Is atheism a religion itself? Atheism is not a religion. Atheism plus is definitely a religion. What will you use that money for Kushal Nimbu? Bhai, I can use the money for many things. question Will you cover the West Indies test series? Yes, so Adit and I will we are waiting for the fifth test match uh, Ashes test to be over and then the Ashes post uh, the fifth test, two test series, India. And I think by that time, Ekdo, one day we will be here. And the Pakistan versus Sri Lanka test series is also going on, by the way. Yeah, it was a cracking test match, the first test match between Pakistan and Sri Lanka, if you guys did not watch it. It was amazing. Kushal, bhai, someone is abusing you in the chat. Okay, bhai, do it. Very good. Mm. 
is postmodernism becoming a religion i don't know if it's like a religion because postmodernism says there is no truth and for uh, our no objective standard so i think postmodernism fails the prerequisite requirement of a religion which is based on a set of rules postmodernism says there are no rules there because there is no truth so in that sense i think postmodernism fails the prerequisite requirement which is why postmodernism by itself leads to a nihilistic trap where because because if everything goes then even postmodernism is just a claim so postmodernists always have this problem so what are you going to do right i saw the under 19 asia cup were good for you do i believe in siddhas mm, by siddhas uh, do you mean people with special abilities and special powers or etc who can move objects from point a to point b is that what you're saying before i answer i want to know define siddha the B, is bcci control of cricket doing good for cricket they get world cup reduced from 14 to 10 teams which is not good how will cricket expand no actually the, the bcci overall has good and bad aspects both so in some aspects it's good in some aspects it's bad i don't know why people like to bash bcci for everything and bcci alone cannot decide everything uh, the next world cup format is going to have more teams so the bcci is still more powerful na the world cup format just check the format of every world cup yaar last panch world cup mein saale different different format hai world cup ki ye vichitra kahani hai boss i think you are uh, uh, confusing bcci with something else world cup has never been in a you're talking about the 50 over world cup i'm assuming <clears throat> are the bcci the grand clerics of cricket uh yes <laughs> they are and i don't begrudge them for that i mean i'm sorry but the cricket is much better off with bcci then it was ever under ecb uh, and and if somebody thinks ecb was better for cricket i mean seriously huh. do i think there is corruption in bcci i actually did a whole bloody book by former police delhi police commissioner neeraj kumar i did a podcast on his book yes uh, there is corruption Okay, it seems I've answered every question. Uh, what is my view of on Sankhya, which is non-theistic? It's an interesting uh, uh, philosophy. Uh, Sank uh, Sankhya Karika is the primary text. I have read two translations of Sankhya Karika. Um, it's an interesting text, but I don't kind of agree with the dualistic interpretation of the universe that Sankhya talks about. It's just my personal view. I actually did a summary of Sankhya Darshan in a monologue. You can go and check it out. Oh, ये देखो किसी ने बोला I look handsome. अभिजीत सुन ले 
मेरे को किसी ने हैंडसम बोला है तू है लाइव स्ट्रीम में सुन ले मैं हैंडसम तू नहीं पाकिस्तानी प्लेयर्स प्रोपोगेटिंग इस्लाम वेर एवर दे गो थॉट्स आई पर्सनली फाइंड इट पथेटिक आई डोंट केयर दे कैन प्रोपोगेट इट आई यू दैट वीक दैट इफ दे प्रोपोगेट इस्लाम यू बिकम मुस्लिम वाई आर यू सो प्रोटर्ब बाई दैम प्रोपोगेटिंग इस्लाम इज इट सिलेस I mean, I would find uh, Hindu cricketers propagating Hinduism also silly, but uh, I mean, I don't care. They can do what they want to do. They're not convincing me about any religion. Do you think cricket will take off in the U.S.? Oh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I have my doubts. I'm skeptical. Let's see what the major league cricket uh, response is. Hmm. और तो कुछ नहीं है आफ्टर टी ट्वेंटी टी टेन इज द फ्यूचर अरे बस कर दो यार ऑलरेडी वो इंग्लैंड में वो हंड्रेड क्या पता नहीं उनकी सीरीज है फिर टी फाइव बोलोगे फिर टी टू बोलोगे फिर बोलोगे एक क्वेंटॉस से मैच डिसाइड कर लेते हैं Am I going to watch the match versus the West Indies? No, I'm not. I like I said, I'm traveling to Ottawa most likely, so I cannot. Otherwise, I would have gone to Florida to watch the match seriously, or Texas. I would have gone to watch the cricket match. P. Chandra, thank you for your super chat, but I don't see any question. Do you consider New Ambedkarites Indian markets marks as a threat to Hindus? Can they betray the country or align with anti-India forces? Uh, they are a challenge to Hindus, or but not a threat. threat is a very serious word i don't like to give new ambedkarites and indian marxists that much importance they are a challenge that should be dealt with as in dealt with intellectually i when i mean dealt with to go fix them beat them up i don't mean anything of that sort can they betray the country or align with anti india forces i don't know i mean can they could they yes will they i don't know Our Ethi is destined to die out and be replaced by the religious. Absolutely, sir. Because one thing atheists or disbelievers like me do is have less kids when compared to our religious people, which is why religion will never die. You guys don't have to worry because the lot that I belong to, we don't procreate. <laughs> so you are always safe. Never feel hurt. Is Rishabh Pant's career over? No, I think his recovery is going well. He's going to be. making a great comeback mhm okay i think we'll wrap it up now guys it's an hour and 27 minutes as always thank you very much for your questions and uh, i tried my um, best to answer them to the best of my ability or maybe not to the best of my ability i don't know that is for you to decide i i gave it my 100% effort and uh, as always uh, thank you very much for supporting the charvak podcast if especially to every single member out there to all of you who 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 support me financially on a monthly basis i i truly mean this that this podcast would not be able to experiment with subjects if it was not for the paid members because the paid members literally drive the podcast and its experimentation when it's subjects i i, I can just bypass the clickbait 
because of the members so so especially to the members you are my strength and thank you very much to everyone else if you can't become a member the least you can do is you know if you are an audio listener leave a rating on your audio platform or if you are uh, watching this on youtube please uh, subscribe to the channel like this video leave a comment and uh, if you can you know go to kushalmehra.com or kadak merch and buy the merchandise or send your donations to upi i try to push you i try to um, you know make you think in new ways i may be wrong many times but my intent is always to push you intellectually and mentally that's the aim of this podcast that's why i try to experiment with subjects and i will keep on doing that until i have the support of the members so i'll end at that take care bye